I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. Coming at you from on-site at Fright Nights, and we have several guests on today that are actually do Fright Nights. We have uh, Charles. He's been on the show several times before tonight. So we got John Christian and we got Desi. What's your Christian. last name? Big John, you guys do the designing of the props? Yeah, I guess the, uh, the production design is what I spearhead, so all the sets and the props and um, kind of the, the overall flavor and feel, how the haunt starts and ends, that's all. Majority yeah. of me. We all have a, a hand in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys were nice enough to give us a walkthrough, even though you're in the middle of your... I'd say what's the busiest part for you guys yeah, and like all Yeah, we've got an event here in just a few hours, but it's, it's always hectic like this. Yeah, but we appreciate the time, and we went, we just did a walkthrough, uh, like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing, and the level of thought and creativity that goes into everything is really impressive. I think, yeah, I think that's what makes, you know, most people come through here, when they leave, they are overwhelmed with the, the amount of uh, man hours and detail that's in there, and it's a labor of love, too, on, on our end, because I think if you like what you're doing, you're going to care about all these little details. And it, trans, and it transfers to the people that go through, and everyone has a good time. Yeah, it's a lot bigger than the last time I came, and that was years ago. I couldn't believe how big it was. Yeah, every year we try to add a little bit more. This is our 13th year, so we try to add more every year to it, so you're getting your money's worth. Unfortunately, there's just a very few of us to make it happen, so we only work on it you know, a little bit at a time. Yeah, I was want to ask, like, how long does it take to, like, when do you guys start? It's, it's all year thing. Like, physically, maybe June-ish, we'll come in here and we'll have to reset some stuff. We have a Christmas haunt in December. And after the Christmas haunt, we just leave all the Christmas decorations up and come in in June, tear all that out, and decide what we want to do. Five themes is what's inside. We'll transition between five separate themes. And every year we, t- we tear down one make something brand new so that way there's something new every year and um but anyway uh starting in june with that uh it's there's between i know me myself there, there's hundreds several hundreds of hours that i put in here i'll sleep in there and between all of us it's thousands of hours going in there Jeez. and building these sets and you know just trying to obtain the material because you don't you don't want to i mean i guess you do you want to do it on the cheap but you don't want it to look or feel cheap Right. Yeah, we got to put the money where it's due. We want to be safe where we can. We're not making stuff out of plastic bags and cardboard. Um, so we put the money where we need to, but at the same time, you're, it's it's dark. You're seeing it for a second, so it's that balance between where we put the money and where we don't. But uh, Well, it's good, too, to take care of the money situation because if you end up spending more than you make, then you don't have this job that you love anymore. Fortunately, we've been doing very well with uh, returns and we're not too worried about that. Payroll is usually the biggest hit. But um, what goes in there as far as our, our budget, we get a fair budget. But actually what goes inside the haunt is minimal compared to what we spend everywhere else. Marketing, payroll. Um, so I, I most of the stuff in there, a lot of the stuff is things donated to us. Um, I keep my eyes peeled to dumpsters and our junk piles here on site. Um, try to get... Uh, a lot of people to donate stuff. Facebook is a wonder. We're looking like during the Christmas thing. We need Christmas trees. People are always willing to get rid of their own trees. So we have a surplus of those. Thrift stores, Goodwill, Salvation Army, all kinds of good stuff. Really cool stuff, man. I want to uh, talk a little bit about my experience with actually <laughs> trying to go through. So, uh, you know, we paid the money and we were going to go through the haunt and my little girl was the most excited about going. Like she talked about it all the way here, couldn't wait to get here, how she was gonna walk first and all this stuff. So we get here, it's our turn to go. I walk through, they take us to a little staging area where they put your group and then we start walking through and whenever I go through the the first set of doors, I didn't realize they were spring loaded and I wasn't first in the group. And (laughs) so they come back, the doors hit me in the nose. So I was, my eyes were watering and everything, and I thought I was walking pretty slow, but as I get on through, I uh, I realized that I've left everybody in my group behind, and then I was at the bank area, yeah. and the doors come open at the bank, and the 
great big guy in a skeleton costume come out of the bank, but I could hear in the background, I could hear my daughter losing her mind. (laughs) (laughs) So I go back into to get her because I figured if she's seen me, you know, she sees dad and I can get with her, then I can calm her down and then we can continue. But she was so far gone that I couldn't even talk. You know, it was, she was gone. And then I hear somebody, a guy saying my name, you know, and I'm like, you know, because I'm with my wife and all my kids and I hear a grown man saying my name and I look over and the guy that come out of the bank is motioning me over and he's saying my name. So I grab my little girl and I walk over there and uh, I realize he knows me, obviously. And I was like, man, I don't know who you are. So, and he's like, I'm Travis Hartzog. And I worked with him in the mines for a couple of years on a, at a big long wall mine named Speed. So then he calls Big John and he gets us out. And then you handed me the, the chicken, chicken out, out magnet yeah. or the pin the, the that goes pin. on your... And I didn't realize what it was because my daughter was so tore up. I just stuck it in my pocket. I just stuck it in my hoodie pocket and didn't think no more about it and spent the rest, you know, 10 or 15 minutes calming her down. And then I was, I shown her Travis on Facebook and said, see, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. He's not, he's not a skeleton monster, you know. And then I wake up the next morning, put my hoodie on and pull out that chickened out magnet. <laughs> we, uh, we just started those last year, um, handing those out. We get a significant amount of escorts, right? We've grown men and groups of teenagers and not just little kids. Um, a lot of it are adults. And now, now you made it maybe two whole minutes into the hunt. Yeah, well, I wasn't very far. Yeah. So In comparison to what I think yeah, today. Yeah, the, the whole yeah. hunt, you know, we've got over probably 20,000 square foot. It's taking anywhere between, I'd say, around 25 minutes. Maybe a half hour, depending on how slow you got, make sure nobody's pushing you. Um, but there's a lot to, to see in there. But yeah, you made it just just a, just had got in. And most people, uh, the majority of our escorts are out by our corn maze and where our uh, chainsaw factory is. That's where I spend most of my nights hanging out back there. Cause, so I, I'll give out you know, a few handfuls of those a night on a good busy night. I'm glad we're not the only one. Oh, no, there's, there's plenty. <laughs> what kills me is the story coming in oh yeah coming in so i could tell like she's excited to come in here but i could tell she's getting in her own head before we even got here because we go through the gates at glade springs we go through the guard shack and we're driving through great glade springs but it's night outside and she's telling me she's like dad it's sketchy up here (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah but if for those that don't live in this area Glade Springs is definitely not a sketchy place. No, you know it's. <laughs> no, yeah, we we've been to some. You can get, there's plenty of sketch places here in West Virginia, up and down the hollers, and going to some of these other haunts too. Uh, but yeah, this 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 place up here, we have a very nice, um, some nice scenery. Well, during during the day too, but and then you come up to the barn, and it's just you know this big two story barn, and in, interiorly we've got about sixteen thousand square feet, and it's we've heard that it's kind of. It's off-putting because you look at it and you don't expect much of it. And But when you enter, it's, it's a whole new world. And I don't know if we're going to change that or not. I kind of like everyone dropping their guard. They come up. It's a very unassuming building. And when you go inside, it's, it's, it's where all the fun stuff is. And I ain't big for talking crap about West Virginia or our area. But people from that ain't from here don't expect to come here and see that level. You understand what I'm saying? No, like, I do. That's when I, that was, and I understand that. I was born and raised in West Virginia. I'm 37 years old. I've never left Beckham. I'm just a local guy. But I understand the demographic here. I understand what we have, what we don't have, and what we need. And being a lifelong, you know, just horror fanatic and Halloween fan, um, you know, I used to do this stuff in my garage, like build props and, and replica whatevers and dress up every year. Uh, you know, this is as an adult. So finding the opportunity to, uh, you know, do this, um, I guess you could call it professional. Uh, I get paid for it, so it makes me a professional, I suppose. You're a pro. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it, it, was, it was really nice that they listened to me. I came in, I started volunteering on some stuff, and I started throwing some ideas, and I was able to, um, I guess, show them what I could do, and they just let me cut loose with it. So bringing a new level of not just the detail but just like things that move automatically or animatronics and and all the pneumatic power stuff it's not something you see a lot in the haunts locally yeah and it's a big advantage like we was talking before where you guys don't have to tear down 
you know, you can you can keep all that stuff up, and then stuff you want to leave, you can just cover up for a different thing or whatever. But I would like to get into talking about hours spent on makeup that you guys. <laughs> hey, I need you close to the mic whenever yeah. you're talking. Well, I'm loud. Oh so yeah. So I don't know if I can lean in. Um, we actually, we've condensed it down a lot. Um, Chesley's been a big help. I, I normally do makeup by myself, at least I had for the first, you know, maybe eight years. Um, makeup artists have come and gone. They were always like, oh, we want to help out. Sure, come on in. They can't last an hour because it's very high paced. We, we have, you know, 30 to 40 actors every night and we got to do them all, get them in quick. We usually started make up two o'clock in the afternoon. We tell kids come after school, come do your homework here, hang out. We have an after house. That's where we're in that right now. And um, you know, there's places to hang out. There's TVs. We have video games. There's games outside. People can hang out, do their homework, or come after work and chill. Um, but now we have it down to a science. We get it done in two hours. Um, all that makeup. But uh, but we do a lot of airbrushing. Um, we do some latex work. We do special effects. We do a lot of masks. It's very important, all the detail. We don't just do your face. Uh, if your hands are exposed, we're going to paint your hands. If, if your arms are exposed, we're going to paint your arms. That stuff's important. Sure. It's, not, it's not believable if you're a zombie and only your face is ghoulish <laughs> and your like, clean hands are reaching out and you're like, are you, are you half transitioning? What's going on? You know? So we really pay attention to the makeup, down to the hair. You know, we don't want a nice clean cut haircut. You know, if you're trying to be a crazy asylum patient, you got to have like your hair going nuts, or maybe it's all wet and stuff because you're in a shower scene. And yeah, we pay a lot of attention to that stuff. Most of your actors are volunteers. Uh, it's half and half. Uh, we do have a selection of paid positions, and we do have volunteer. Um, the requ requirements for paid, you have to be 18 or older and commit to pretty much all of the nights. And then volunteer is 15 or older, um, but our youngest is 14, but she's accompanied with an adult. So, um, but our, we have a range from 14 years old all the way up to 65. So we have different ages and we have parts for everybody. There's different parts that are quiet roles, loud roles, speaking roles, growling roles, animatronics, people run those, and, um, or animatronics, I guess. They're, they're half props and they're half puppets. Basically, they're a puppeteer. We yeah, puppeteers. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so is there, are you guys good on the positions right now? You don't need no more people or? We are always accepting volunteers. It's like a revolving always. door. There's, people. you know, we understand. We, we ask people to be here as much as possible, but we understand that things happen. You know, I got called into work. My car broke down. I'm sick this weekend. You know, uh, my grandma's birthday. I, I got to go to it. Stuff like that happens. So we're always accepting volunteers because you may go through the haunt one weekend, have such a good time. Like, how do I get involved? Sure, come on out the next weekend. Try it out. You, sh you may like it. So I talked to somebody at Walmart today who was like, how do I become an actor? I'm like, that's just a page. Talk to me. We'll get you in there next weekend. Well, what is the what is the best way to contact y'all for that type of thing? Just visit our website, brightnightswv.com. You go to casting. There's a little questionnaire fill out. It just has your name, number, email, um, and that'll go directly to us, and we'll send you a shout-out. You say, hey, come out. Meet us at 5 o'clock here on Fridays and Saturdays. We feed you. Um, there's always food here. We provide water, but you're welcome to bring your own snacks and drinks. Uh, you hang out here. We assign you your costume, your makeup, props. We teach you how to scare. You get to make friends with everybody. We go scare at the end of the night, and then that's it. Oh, and we do have an actor party at the end of the season. So every night that you work, you get a prize ticket. Um, and we give out things like gift cards to Wendy's, McDonald's, Starbucks, uh, things like that. And we give away, everyone gets like a t-shirt, and they're customized too. So it's shirts, they're based off of our theme shirts that everyone can buy outside except they say uh, Fright Crew on the back so only our actors get those. Very exclusive. They're very <laughs> exclusive. We have a lot of people who want to buy those but you can only get them by being a Fright Night actor um, which is really nice and they get a lot of little perks here and there um, little freebies and we give away a lot of fun stuff. We go bowling, we have parties throughout the year. We had a bonfire, cooked hot dogs um, when we were burning a lot of our old walls we tore well, down yeah, the we, before we started this season you know because the actors are yeah we can go in here and build all this fun stuff but without the actors it, it gives it uh, a, pul a pulse a the soul pulse. to the whole building and um, it's a different world whenever the actors are on there jumping out scaring uh, but so we try to take care of them the best we can so the, we cleaned out the haunt uh, this summer we had um, had about 
half a ton of scrap metal. I was like, I'm going to turn this in. The money would take. Just go buy a bunch of hot dogs and chips and snacks. And we had a bonfire where we were burning some old walls we didn't need. And we had some, uh, I think it was Friday the 13th. Yep. Was we, did. <laughs> we had a TV playing outside with the Friday the 13th movies going. So it, just, it was a fun night. Yeah, we had a lot of actors come out. We had cornhole. We were just, they brought the guitar. <laughs> and we were making TikToks outside. It was a lot of fun. Is there anything you guys want to talk about? Well, what? we had a record-breaking night. Last yeah, night, last night our, our record from last year of most people through the attraction was 1,100. Last night, we had 1,240 people come Dang through the park. On. So, that's, you know, that's pretty good. For oh. around here is really yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about what you guys have going on tonight. Night of Exile. <laughs> yeah, that's Brand what I want to talk about. You were telling me about it the other day, but I want to talk about this is something that Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is something you guys haven't done yes. in the past. This yes. is our this is our very first night of this. It's experimental, you know, if you want to call it that. Um, we're, we're only seeing about 120 people through tonight. You know, it is Sunday, so we've never been open on Sundays before. So I'll do the tell. spiel. All right, so, Night of Exile is an exclusive. You go in by yourself. Now, we do have an option. You can go with a friend if you're too scared to go by yourself, but the appeal is to go into the haunt by yourself. You can choose a low-intensity or a high-intensity experience. Low-intensity just means actors will not be popping out and trying to scare you, but everything is still on. All the animatronics, the lights, the sounds, it'll all be on and still kind of scare you. But if you choose high-intensity, we do have a limited crew of actors that will be roaming through the haunt, and they are allowed to go where they want. What are they looking for when the, when the customer goes through. Ah, um, if you choose high intensity, uh, you will be wearing a glow stick. And that's what the actors so, will yeah, be looking the for. The actors are sprinkled through there, um, but they're looking for that glow stick. So yes. You're only going to see an actor if you're right, holding you're the target. Yeah, that way they come out. And then the so act- don't come wearing glow sticks. <laughs> so t- and, tonight, and typically, our, you know, it's a, we are a no-touch hot. Right. But tonight, because we have kind of advertised we're going to try to amp up the intensity of scares a little bit, you can be touching out. And there might be something else. A few extra surprises tonight. I got you. And there is no option for a group. Just you. two. One or two. Yeah, two oh, I got you. But if you choose to go in by yourself and the high-intensity glow stick scares with with actors and you make it through, you do get a prize at the end. We got a goodie bag ready, to, uh, ready, ready for, to go. Uh, yep. for everyone that makes it through. So. But it's only for those solos. So how many how many of those do you have lined up? Do you already know who's low intensity and who's high intensity? No, you choose or when you get here. They decide when they yep, get they here. Yep, they choose when they get up to well, the. All of our cells, uh, majority of our cells are online, so we can um, keep a, a track of, of how many have come through for the night. And I think we're getting close to being sold out tonight because yeah. we're spacing our groups out very very far, maybe a minute, minute and a half, something like that. So that way you feel alone as you're walking through. And on a typical night. It could be a 20, 30 second split between groups, uh, sometimes uh, quicker, depends on how many we've got going through. But tonight, it's, we want you to feel like you're all by yourself. It's a night of exile. Uh, hope it, hope it works out. That sounds yeah. pretty cool because yeah, I've cool. been in groups with like six people. You know, the one actor might jump out at the front, and then the people in the back already seen it. So, you know, they didn't yeah. get scared as good as the people up front. So, is it. Uh... The same price as regular tickets, or it's a little it's a little cheaper. That way, uh, makes it it's. I think the goal tonight is to try to tap into a different demographic, uh, people who normally couldn't be here on the weekends or on a Friday or Saturday, but could make it on a Sunday, um, and also with this added um, um, kind of intense scare, it might bring in people who already been here once before. And uh, but it's so lowering that that ticket price justifies us not having so many actors in there as well for the people that want to Plus, anyone who wants to go to Fright Nights, but they're too scared to go through with actors, you know, people are just afraid, oh, I don't want anyone to get near me. You still have the option of going through without people. We, so. we do that, too. We have a fall festival. We do one Sunday every uh, haunt season. And what it is is we have all the house lights on, but of all, all of our theatrical lights are on, too. And most of the intense air scares I'll turn off. And families come up for our fall festival. We got hayride and games and food. They have the option for a reduced ticket price. I think it's ten or fifteen bucks. Um, and then you can you can walk through the whole hot with your family. 
and uh, you know, like you got little kids walking through, and some of them still chicken out, but uh, it, it lets people appreciate what we have and the detail that's in there, and maybe to kind of build up their courage, they see what's in there and then come back on an actual fright night and, and see the whole thing in full swing. Yeah, and what uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna purchase tickets and do a giveaway. I think I'm gonna make it for the Halloween weekend so that we have more time for people to share sure. and stuff like that. That's that's what we're gonna do, have them share our podcast and this podcast to, you know, being our friends and family ain't enough. Maybe maybe free tickets are. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys can think of? Go to scurryface.com and vote Fright Nights WV as your fan-voted top haunt. Yay! Oh, yeah, don't forget, we have the Christmas haunt, too. <laughs> and the Christmas December. haunt. It's so much fun. Okay, so uh, throw, me out some, uh, throw me out some dates for that. When it starts, when it ends. Uh, when does, when does uh, Fright Nights end? The, the last November. date is the first. Friday and Saturday of November, first weekend fourth of November, fourth and fifth of November. So it goes all the way into. Yes, we yeah. added a weekend um, because we closed the first weekend of October from the hurricane rains. Um, mm-hmm. So we added a weekend at the end. So, and the tenth and the seventeenth of December is our Fright Before Christmas. Those are Saturdays. It is a blast. I actually like it more than Fright Nights. Everyone, <laughs> you know. I, Everyone says that they come out. I think it's just this weird marriage between, uh, you know, Halloween and Christmas. And, you know, if you're a fan of one, usually a fan of the other. But we hear that a lot. You come out and they just be like, well, that was there on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. So if you come to Friday nights and then come to our Friday before Christmas, it's the same thing, but it's not. If you're going to walk through the same exact way, you're going to go through uh, all the sets. But the sets are, you know, they, we've injected a lot of Christmas into them. We have Christmas lights. We do have new characters. Oh, yeah. You know, we have uh, Grinches and uh, Snowman, Santas, Gingerbread, elves. Santas, you know, all the kind of the classic, uh, um, stereotypical um, Christmas characters. But uh, it's just, it gives a whole, di- we have snow machines blowing in there, so we've got different types of snow blowing on it. It's just, it's a whole different feel, and, and people have a blast with it. So would you... Uh... Would you say that uh, it's a, a less intense experience than the no, Halloween? No, 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 no. It's still, like I said, we it, there's still um, the, the scares are just as intense, some more. Right. Um, and I think maybe walking in thinking it's a Christmas haunt, you might drop your you right, know, drop your guard a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. no, there's still just you know there's still plenty of gore in there too with it, and which we're not really a gore heavy haunt, but um, but we still have plenty of uh, you know jump scares and. And lots of, we don't only have, it's not only about scaring, it's about entertaining. And we do have some uh, some levity, some light moments you go in there and might, um, that'll make you laugh. And what that does, it helps oh, you yeah. drop your guard too. And then that way the next bit, you know, you get scared really, you know, a little bit better. But it's a little roller coaster up and down. Yeah, that's even movies that I've watched. Yeah. Like horror movies are real good whenever they can lighten the movie with a laugh and then. And I think that's what makes for good haunts too, is mm-hmm. you're telling a story from beginning to end and, and. That's why they're it, under putting the detail in the sets too. If you like, for example, new this year is our wax museum, and instead of being like, oh, it's a wax museum where things are coming alive, we wanted to come up with stories. So we come up with a guy, a whole background of this guy, where he come from, why he's doing this, and and nobody really knows. I mean, nobody at all really knows that that's what storyline is behind that. But we do, so it helps us. It helps me when I'm dressing a set. You know, I know where this guy's from. I know what he's about. I know, you know, why he's unhinged. So why would he have this? What what would he have here? And it helps our characters too, our actors. Yeah, storyline gives you direction. Yeah, it gives yeah. him the motivation to to why and who, where, and uh, you know. But it's a lot more work than just what meets the eye what we put in all this. But I, in the end, I, it makes for uh, I think a better. Uh, we're telling a story, so it just makes for a better haunt throughout. All right. Oh, so <laughs> no, we ain't going yet. We are now, but. We're we're gonna get out of the the business side and start talking pop culture, horror movies, yeah. stuff like that. But what we were just discussing was how these two guys are uh, really into horror movies, and they ended up carving out a place in their adult lives to do what they love. It's almost like being like uh, what I'd compare it to is not money wise, but feeling wise is like somebody that gets to be a, a ball player. You yeah. know, something like that. Watch, it's watch really cool, man. You, you, don't, you don't always get to, you know, live your dreams. And I, I guess that, you know, I, I guess maybe that's a stretch saying that, but 
um, years. I've been doing this nine years now, and like I, I said earlier, I was always, I've always been doing this out of my garage, you know, build my own props and replica stuff and costumes, and and it's um, you know, I guess if especially in this area too, Southern West Virginia. You know, if we live further down, you know, Florida area, Georgia, or even out west in California, it's diamond up. Everyone out there is into this somehow. Because that's the industry out there, but to uh, fall into it here, it, I, I'm extremely uh, thankful and grateful. Uh, years ago, before I even started this, there was a documentary on Netflix about a guy who was trying to do the same thing. He just loved. He had a, a home hunt, and he was sacrificing everything, all of his money. His like two daughters were like living on. They were just living in this little corner of their house. The wife didn't have a place because he was using every square inch of the house for storage for all of his props that he would buy and all the Halloween decorations. And then for, you know, a couple of nights out of the year, he puts it all out and does this little home hunt. And it was just, yeah, I was, and I felt for him. And I was like, you know, I really, I've always wanted to do that too. And then you fast forward a few years and I started to do it. So it, it doesn't always happen like that, but I guess uh, don't lose hope. Yeah, it's, well, it's, like, <laughs> it's like me with the, It could happen. It can happen. The collectibles autographs. You know, I want to have one very small portion of the house that, we live in, and the rest is just going to be display. So. Oh, yeah, I want to congratulate you on something that I seen on your YouTube the other day, and that is getting to 1,000 followers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. That's good. That's uh, yeah, We're almost at uh, 1,200 right now. Yeah, that's a big milestone for, like, I've been, we've been trying for a year, and we're not there yet, so good job on we that. we ended up saying something that's pissed people off. Or yeah, man, I had, I had a whole group of people... Quit listening to me because I talked shit about the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the world. Unfortunately, that is the world we live in with 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 all these devices right in front of us and, and these microphones and everybody has an opinion and everybody they they and they want it to be heard. And as soon as you know they hear something they don't like, it's so easy now to jump on the bandwagon and, and the whole cancel thing. Do you know what oh, you know God. what concerns me about it? Like talking about the cancel culture thing is that. If you're thinking outside of the group think, you're automatically thrown into being right wing. Yeah. I don't understand why that well, is. Well, it, it's, it's, oh, man, I can, I mean, I can, look at Bill Maher. I mean, he, that dude back in the day was the leftist of the left, and now he's siding more on the right side in political stuff to the point where you guys are just, you know, you guys are acting a little bit crazy and you need to calm shit down. Yeah. You know? And that's, even he's getting fed up with it. I mean, yeah, but I don't really want to do a whole politics. No, yeah. hey, no. We, but, we do add enough as yeah, it is. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. I, but unfortunately, though, every aspect of life, it, there's politics involved. Yeah, so yeah they, it they sucks, just, It's man. crowbarred in every aspect. In the entertainment industry, like I said, you said you love music, we love horror. Whatever you want to get into, especially with all the Disney stuff, it's just crowbarred in everything now. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't escape it. So. Make, you say the wrong word, you're gone. And they're, like, they're not making... For the sake of art, they're making art to fit a narrative, and it's trash. I don't care which way you're going, whether it's right or left. If you're trying to make it fit into a box, it's going to be trash. If you're not just freely letting the art out. Yeah, That's well, just, just my you know, opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, just like uh, movies is an art form. Comedy is an art form. And you see all this stuff being censored, so heavily censored, so heavily criticized. It puts people, it, it makes people who want to do anything original or something new, scared to do it because they're going to piss somebody off. And not just a person, but a group. Persons, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, it's just, and they'll come at you from every which way and like, hey, I'm going to find out where you are. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to kill your dog. I'm going to burn your house down. Like, well, because I said a word you didn't like, it's, that's, that's garbage. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I've noticed, I know we have had this whole COVID bullshit, but literally, like, there's not that many comedy movies coming out like they used to. No, be. people can't take a fucking yeah. joke. It was just, and just like all the stand-up yeah. uh, comics, you know, everyone they just they feel they're walking on eggshells. And if you can't really express yourself creatively, it's just like you know through your comedy. You know, what's so the sure, point? after Will Smith bitch slapped oh, you know, Chris Rock, comedy was like, whoa, they're letting people on stage just to smack you. So I better not do that no more. I don't know. I'd have, made, I'd have said something even fouler, just to smack him again and be like, I'm going to own your yacht by the end of this. 
And, and I think with with a haunt, you know, we sometimes we have to think about that too. You know, if we're, we're designing a, a scene or whatever, you can be offensive in a haunt to a degree. But people are coming in; they're they're going to expect to see things that they normally wouldn't see that would be offensive to their, their the sight, the smell, the sounds. But uh, there's sometimes we do have to really put thought into something and make sure we don't tread in. I don't know. We don't. We're, Everyone's still, well, sometimes you can tell when people are offending for the sake of offending. Yeah, you know, some that are just offended because they think. Well, what I don't get is like, that like say, you know, they say something about John, and John's not offended, but I'm offended for John. It's like it's none of your fucking business. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Like these women are like, I can't believe you said that about him, dude. He don't give a fuck. Why are you caring? Yeah. Type of a, a situation. So, the problem lies a lot in. White chicks, man. There's a sense of empowerment we have, especially as of late. Um, and if you have, I blame you know these smart devices, yep. these phones, everyone Social has. media. As yeah. soon as you think of something, you can just you can let millions of people know in a, in a snap of a finger. And I don't think that's good for us as a society, as a culture, humans. We don't. I don't need to know what someone across the world just thought about you know a candy there's it's just, it's and I also tell you that if you're pissed off, if you're pissed off, put the phone down for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Give it to marinate for 24 hours. Yeah, you yeah. Still don't, talk but about there's it. no reward in that. The reward yeah. is, oh, I'm pissed, so I'm about to ready to tell someone I'm pissed. Get get everyone else on the bandwagon, yeah. and then it's just you know, then the dwarfins start flowing. You're getting attention because it's all about attention, and and that's that, know, that's what we're trying to do here. That you want. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you were mad. So you want people to be like, yeah, you should be mad, and you're like, it makes you feel better. You're like, fuck yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Facebook warriors. Yeah. Facebook. I was. I used to be bad for it, man. I'd get in arguments on well, Facebook. No, all the time. I mean, I just saw. I'm off of it talking now. Talking about the Halloween thing. I try to get off of it. Uh, you know, we saw it on opening night, but somebody commented about it how they didn't like it, and somebody's like, well, you know, it's not uh, called Michael Myers. It's called Halloween. I'm like, no, you're right. <laughs> it's not called Michael Myers. Well, but no. you are putting out there, Blumhouse, you're making a trilogy. So you're having a beginning, a middle, and an end. When that is the end, you're full of shit. What are they even talking about? Freddy Krueger's not called Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Well, that's what he was you like, because like, how they what did the uh, fuck? Like, the if, they make a fr- if they make a Friday the 13th without Freddy, that's some bullshit. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just going to call well, it that out That was like the big issue is. with uh, Halloween 3 when it came out, yeah. Season of the Witch. There was no Michael Myers in it. Michael Myers appeared on TV as like a little... Shout out in the corner there, but and Jamie Lee Curtis was the announcer, right? The PA, the, the PA and the uh, talent stuff. But other than that, there was no Michael Myers. It was just about these masks and witches and all this other stuff. But that was fine because they were not making multiple like, you know, hey, this is his beginning of story, this is his middle story, this is in like I said with Halloween, you know, 2018 kills and then ends. That was supposed to be a trilogy. It's supposed to be one to the end, book end, and you're done. Well, when you do this with the last one they just did, it's fucking stupid. It takes over, I think it's 45 minutes and 20 seconds before you even see Michael Myers in the movie. Yeah, my buddy was peeing. The movie's almost over. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an hour and 57 minutes. So, you know, you got maybe an hour left to see him, and then you maybe see, I am going to watch it on Peacock again, so I can actually write down, I'm sure he said, he's like, I'm sure somebody's already done this, to figure out how much screen time he actually has. Well, I'm like, to me... A horror movie. Yeah. I'm going to compare it to concerts. If you're going to watch Halloween and there's no Michael Myers, it would be kind of like going to watch Metallica without James Hatfield. No shit. But what's odd, you know, we this has all happened before. You know, I'm too young for to be when Halloween three came out, Season of the Witch. Uh, it was the same thing. You know, they put Halloween on the title. Everyone says, "Ooh, Michael Myers." Everyone goes to the theater. Oh, no, Michael Myers. And then it's taken, uh, hell, 30 years, 30 something years now for it to really start to find a place in in horror. It's a good movie, as as it is. Yeah, if they call it Season of the Witch. When Halloween ends, we're talking about that. Halloween ends is an interesting film, but it's not a Halloween film. And that's just. You said you haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure you've heard it. Oh, see, you're going into it. Now, see, I went into it completely blind. The only thing I saw was the, the trailer. And that's all I wanted to see. I didn't want to go on. I didn't want to hear anyone's theories. I didn't want to hear, you know, oh, I, I caught, you know, I read the script or I, I caught an early, early premiere a month prior. And I know I didn't want to hear nothing about it. And me going in ignorant 
and blind and expecting one thing and got something completely different delivered, you know, that affect that would affect me differently than what it would affect you. Right. And and same with, you know, I'm a life I'm a super fan. I, I, I will say he I took am, a personal offense. I am a, <laughs> I am a Halloween <laughs> super fan, and uh, and I was very. I think they really did disrespect the fans of the of the Halloween franchise, especially the people that have been dedicated for forty four years. You know, yeah. I felt sorry for the people who saw the original in seventy eight and they followed this timeline, and then you know Halloween ends and they go and what what done with thirty and. I get why what they're trying to do. I, I, I've had a lot of time to think about it. We left the theaters on Thursday for the early yeah. premiere, and I thought about it all the way home. I thought about laying in the bed. I dreamed about it. I woke up thinking about it, and I haven't seen it yet. Again, I'm gonna watch a couple more times, process it, and I, I understand what they were doing. It was, it was a very character-driven script. But I don't give a shit about the characters. No. I want Michael Myers. That's yeah. what I'm here to see it. But yeah, no, he don't even have lines. You no, know, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> it's a double-edged sword. Just like like Resurrection. Resurrection was a garbage film, but there was tons of Michael Myers in it. Mm-hmm. But it was, but uh, you know, it sucked. So it's like, well, you, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, pick a lane. You want more Michael Myers. You want less. And I think there's that. But they've done really good. When 2018 Halloween came out. Oh, it was such a good film. It, yeah, they they had there was just right amount of of a balance between everyone. You saw plenty of Michael, saw a lot of brutality, and that's what I wanted. I you know I so wanted, Halloween ends. Is it more like geared towards Jamie Lou Curtis? It is. It's it's, like, it's all is that about what's going the, on? the whole undertone is overcoming trauma. trauma, overcoming trauma. trauma. The whole the whole trilogy from 2018 to now. Is about trauma and how we deal with it and cope with it. Everyone's coping with it differently, and, and you're like, "Oh, well, that's sweet," but I don't give a shit because I'm here. Other than you know, yeah, I'm here to see. I want to see Michael. Should have had Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah, in it. Yeah. <laughs> it should be like going to like a like a, a Midwest town looking for Christmas trees and bullshit. It, like was, it definitely I mean, was a lifetime made yeah. movie kind of thing, and I just I feel like there was a lot of questions I have. Like I'm thinking in my head watching it. There's a lot of stuff that happened that. You know, like I, it was just not important to the story, and uh, I, I don't want to give away. I don't know. Can we do spoilers? Are we doing spoilers? Or you can say spoilers and then say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because uh, he doesn't care. And yeah, I don't care. Yeah, like no, said, I don't the, care. The whole copycat aspect was interesting, and if but they play too heavy on it. So you've got and you got Michael, who was supposed to be this just unstoppable. Brute of a whatever he's he a boogeyman. Is. He is like what you should be and afraid he's, of. And they, he comes out so frail. And I think they play too heavy onto the supernatural element. Like he transfers his evil into this other kid's evil. But they stare. They lock yeah. eyes. Well, let me. And that was bullshit. Say, what, let me wasn't, guess. Wasn't he living? Wasn't he? Let like me a guess. Uh, like a Jamie Lee something? Curtis goes toe to toe with him. Yeah, Does that happened. That the last yeah, that's, uh, ten minutes oh or something like that. I expect, it's just a, yeah. a geriatric slap. I expected that, and I was actually looking forward to you know some sort of major square off, uh, but it was at the ass end of the movie. It lasted about a whole minute and a half, and then I was just I felt robbed, and I see it was not the film that I deserved as a fan, yeah. and it was not the film that I needed as a fan. It was just some bullshit. They said, you know what? It's just. I felt like they had. I haven't really looked into the credits about as far as how many writers they had or how often they rotated writers. It felt like too many people had their too many cooks in that kitchen. Yeah, they they just you know, they were just throwing ideas in a hat and then or pulling ideas out of a hat. Copycat, kind of yeah, let's do that. And it was bullshit because if it was just another installment, which you know we're saying this now, five years, ten years from now. There might be three, four of the movies between now and, and then. yeah. Don't like uh, that one guy get the rights back now. I was reading something about that. The, For Halloween? Think, mm-hmm. The guy that had them bef- when they were doing... They're talking about that dim- with the Friday 13th. Dimension Studios. Mm-hmm. I was reading something. Mm-hmm. The guy that had them... What was the last one that came out before 18? Not Mike, Mike not Rob Zombie. Not Rob, it was, it was Resurrection. Resurrection. I think it goes back to Cause that Because H2O and Resurrection were made by Dimension Films, I think. Rosenthal. He, he, no, he directed... Uh, so, but no, I haven't heard of that. I know there's a lot of stuff going on like that with um, Friday the 13th, yeah. but I haven't heard that. See, that's what I wanted to talk about as well is 
not only is pushing a narrative making all the stuff that we used to love, like Star Wars and Marvel and the Friday the 13th movies, the Michael Myers movies, what is also, in my opinion, starting to make this stuff trash is the push for content quickly. Well, yeah. yeah. Like, definitely you know, they're, uh, they're taking amount of content over quality content. Cause you got used to, the beast. Yeah, you've got... And we consume stuff so fast on a level that's ridiculous. With streaming, yeah, because they, yeah. they'll release them. Like, Netflix like, hey, here's 10... The best thing I've seen was like, hey, do you want to go watch a 10-hour movie? God, no, I don't want to say that long. How about, do you want to binge a 10-episode season? On your couch? Yeah, on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's who we are now culturally, is nobody, everyone wants to sit on the fucking couch and go nowhere. And instant but, gratification, man. And instant. that's the biggest, biggest, biggest thing now right now, is that instant gratification. And I think we were talking, I was talking to somebody the other day about Blockbuster, about how back in the day, yeah, it was a completely a different thing. You know, Friday, Saturday night. You had to go, you had to get in a vehicle. All of a sudden, you, you were pumped, too. Like, yeah, I go pumped. You go to the video rental store, and then, you know, I always go straight to the horror, and you, and, you know, I'm, you know, 10 years old. You don't know. You can't get on your phone and, and look, look at a review or a trailer yeah. and see what recommends. You're looking at that box, box cover art. You, like, you base it off of that? You do, and that, because that was, that was the whole thing in itself, you know. There was, oh, there I'm, was a lot of pride in, in, your, in the box art. Well, because and that's how originally it was. Whenever movie posters started coming out and they used them, those were hand-painted pieces of art. Like, they painstakingly went through And, and a lot of them are worth it. money. Yeah, now. but yeah. now a lot it of went from that digital. to, uh, yeah. like, Photoshop stuff. Well, I mean, now you, it's all digital stuff. You that, can have a 12-year-old, you know, who knows Photoshop and probably crack out some of the best artwork you can think of right now and it means nothing it means absolutely nothing but and because and it's so easy like i said everybody can do this junk now and it just it loses its luster i remember i talking about blockbusters and flipping the cassette over i would get pissed when there was no actual movie scenes on the back of it. Oh, yeah. You know how it would take a thing from the movie yeah, and you could that see. Yeah, was the only way to give you production of, value that was or the only something. way to figure out, you know, what you're getting into and uh, with horror I think it was it was more prominent with with horror than anything because uh, you want to know what you get into. It might give you a glimpse to how gory it is or how creepy or cre- you know, scary the, the creature is. Maybe that was the, the first form of catfishing. Was the, it was. Because was Blockbuster <laughs> like <laughs> movie rental covers. It was because I was like, back in the day that's how I started really. Neve yeah. thought he was original. Blockbuster yeah. did yeah. it first. All the, all the crummy B movies <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Night that's of the right. Demons. Uh, Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man had one of the coolest covers with him and he's like pouring blood on top of the ice cream cone that looked like a skull that was melting. You're like, fuck yeah, you watch it like I liked it. it it's was, not horrible. It was okay. You know, it's it a it's okay. you know it's a classic horror movie, but the cover makes you be like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking watch and this. That's, that's uh, Dennis too, like that woman <laughs> yeah. with her mouth open with the metal like uh, yeah. teeth in her mouth and stuff, like spikes. Yeah, you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I wanna watch this. Wasn't bad, but it's like <laughs> no. that doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, blockbusters was you go, you rented a, a game, a movie, and a pizza, and that's yeah, that was your well, weekend. Yeah, your yeah, weekend yeah, right you there. appreciate it. It was a whole thing with an adventure from beginning in it. Now. You sit your ass on the couch and you can, you know, you just scroll through and find a movie in a few yeah. seconds and watch it, and you don't really appreciate it either. You know, it's just. Or me and Jacob were talking about. Uh, we miss waiting in line for midnight releases. Video oh, games, books, movies. Releases, you stood yeah, in line, you got pumped nice. up, you and as soon as you more. grabbed that game, you rushed home. Like, all right, man. Uh, you either go to a friend's house and everybody's gonna play it there. You're like, it's one of the first birthings of online, like the 360. And you're like, well, yeah, we're gonna hook up as soon as we get home and we're gonna play. You know what I like? I like rubbing it in on your friends that wouldn't go. Yeah. You'd be, Especially if it was on school night. I played And you were allowed to stay out. And you're like, I played this long because you missed school the next day. You're like, have you played it? No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I put in the work, bro. Now, now you can pre-download it like a month in advance. Yeah, so whenever yeah. it releases, it's ready to go on your thing. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, that, it just loses something. Well, that, as you said, back to that instant gratification. Yeah, it loses. It loses the patience yeah. of it. It loses the... Uh, Maybe we're just fucking old. Well, yeah, you know? I, love, I love tactile, <laughs> you know, it physical loses, media. It, it loses a lot yeah. of its value to you, personally. I'm not saying that it ain't worth money, but getting it right now when you didn't have to wait for it, you didn't have to be invested in it, it loses a lot of its value mm-hmm. to you, personally. Because you didn't put in no work to get it. You just had to hit a button. Well, it started out, it's like, oh, we're going to go see the movie at midnight. Then they switched to seven. And then it's like that yeah, with video game releases now, too. It used to be midnight, and it was nine. Heck, I don't even know if they do it anymore. I think so. It's very rare that GameStop will be like, yeah, we'll do it, and it's like at eight or nine. Like I right think they close the left. I, I don't play a lot of game, video games, but no, I, don't I, do, anymore. I do remember the last midnight 
uh, premiere I ever saw was Dark Knight. And then after Dark Knight is after that um, uh, shooting. Happened, shooting, after shooting, yeah. After that, there was no more midnight. Yeah, really. that's and, and that's what caused it. You know, and another thing too is, you know, everyone's so scared nowadays. All uh, one little thing could happen, and it, it affects everyone across the board. Everyone becomes extremely reactive, and, and these knee-jerk reactions. And uh, it's it, like I didn't. We know are that, a like, knee-jerk society. Like so. killers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't have midnight releases at midnight no more because we'll get shot up. But yet, I didn't know shooters had a time frame. <laughs> Yeah, they, like, I mean, well, exactly. they show it to no the theater. Rhyme, oh, they're already closed. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're, no they're like, they're like, man, I'm glad they yeah. wasn't open at midnight. Cause that's when I had the fucking. <laughs> Anyways, man. I started blasting. <laughs> that's whenever I had the feeling. And it's just, it's like we're old. That's what it is. And like I said, I I like and prefer you know physical media. Like I have tons of Blu-rays. I have ton, you know magazines, books. I like the touch and feel. Like I don't have to. Sure, it's easier for me to keep. Uh, 10,000 fucking uh, Fangoria magazines on my phone on a PDF. But it's something about being like, look at this. Well, one of these days, the, inter- it, the internet might shut down yeah. and all them Blu-rays. Well, how do you... Have. That's what I think about a lot is like, people are talking about putting everything that's in books on, you know, digital stuff. And like, have you, have you guys ever looked into like what they're talking about with courts? It's like mm-hmm. hard rock courts. They said that they can put an entire... Instead of using silicone, they use quartz, and they can put the like they said the entire library of London in a shoebox. Hmm. So you don't need books, but what you get into is like, what if something happens to that shoebox yeah. and all the like I throw it down, it breaks. What are you gonna do? You have all of the information that's lost and something yeah. like that. I don't know though. I don't know where the world's heading. If I did, I would buy. I do. A shit, I, shit. I wonder that all the time. Like right now, these kids that are running around, you know, mid late teens and. They're, they're 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 so hyper focused on themselves and what what kind of TikTok they can create and what kind of content they can get out there so they get a handful of likes and feel like somebody. In twenty years time, how are they going to perceive? They're going to the be world? ruling. How are I their mean, kids sure. kids going to be behaving and how are they going? Because it's a generational thing. You look at the generation after you and go. Well, oh, see all man. the stuff that all the stuff you hear about. There's two possibilities to me. With all the dumb shit you hear about, like all the uh, who's pissing where and just stuff that doesn't matter, that doesn't affect your life really in any kind of meaning way. Either we have it so good that we don't have to worry about stuff, so we worry about dumb shit all the yeah. time. It's a first world problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah or, it or it's smoke and mirrors. Or maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's, it's yeah. smoke and, and mirrors to put you off of what's really going on in the world, to yeah. make you not, to make you think that. You're some kind of a warrior for people whenever you really need to be a warrior for what the fuck are they doing overseas? Are we gonna are we yeah. gonna be in a war shortly? You know, stuff like that. So I think it might be a little bit of both though. Well it boils down to just two main things. It's just money and money and power. And the people that have it don't wanna lose it and they're always cooking up ways to keep their money, keep their power and accumulate more. And you know, and by keeping us pretty much the sheep, uh, us, what sheeple, what people, it's yeah. As long as you keep us blinded to the real world and just, just make this little facade that we all kind of dance it around in and, and, you know, just with our faces glued to these screens all day you long. You keep jamming and fast food and, you know, horror movies at me and I'm like, you know, do whatever. And, <laughs> and also keep us upset at each other. Yeah. That's, you know, thing, that, yeah. that's a big thing. In, uh, because once everyone stops fighting and focus on what the actual issue is, that issue is going to be eradicated. Lives but, are going to be changed, yeah, yeah. you know, on a, on a high level. Like how we're getting bent over by, uh, you know, the higher ups. Like, why do you keep, why you got taxed everything? You got yeah. taxed this, why you got taxed that? I get, when you take my money, when I first get paid, you tax it. And then guess what? At the end of the year, we're going to tax you again. And then you tax my car, my land, my yeah, house. Yeah, and then I, your your land and your house get taxed every year. You yeah. don't get to just pay that one time yeah. when you buy it. You got to, because it, it gets to be on their property. I guess yeah. you know on their. Like you know that probably you it's in for, it's their state. Ours. <laughs> yeah, we're just yeah. you just Go, oh you rent. think you think that's yours? Quit paying. I forget paying the no tax. Rhyme or reason to the rate. They yeah. can raise it all they want. They, they just make it up. Cool. They're like this year. And if you can't pay it, you, you don't keep <laughs> yeah. it. And it, that's that's scary. And I guess it's yeah. always been like that. Well, what's scary is there's a. Uh, I say they're building the interstate, and they can come be like, hey, we're going to build it through here. That eminent domain. They can come be like, hey. You can either sell us your house at what we ask for, it, or we'll just come we're going to take, take it. it. Dude, that's such shit. Yeah, and then they can yeah. just they can take your like as you're on your way here. Did you notice those houses that have uh, 
spray paint spray paint on them that has numbers the orange spray paint those are bought by the government so they can rip them down is that for the highway to make room for the highway how how many people out there don't have homes now or like are looking for homes and now they're taking these homes and ripping them down well i've heard and man like a house like i know a house out here there's a possibility that that dude worked for that for years Mm -hmm. Yeah, your typical house here, you leave these gates, you might see a house for 200000 If it was that same house inside these gates, it's triple that. Yeah. Five $600,000 home. But as far as out here on, on Ritter Drive, they're trying to expand it out for something, three lane or four lane. It's or, less, less in traffic. Because traffic is horrible, it is horrible on that <laughs> road. So it does need it, but at the same time, too, I've heard stories about some people who have houses right here on the edge and how they came up and they're offering literally pennies on the dollar wow uh for your property and if you don't like it they say well we're just going to take it anyway so what can you do and that's wrong it's 100 percent wrong because it's no money out of their pocket it's all taxes going to do that why not pay somebody what it's worth yeah, we're actually exactly. we're, we're yeah, paying pay market we're, value. we're paying them so they can go and take somebody's house i mean because most of the money we take <laughs> if you if you had the money to fight it in court you could probably get away from it but they know that majority of people aren't can't they can't they They can't have the money or the time to invest in it uh so it's just you got to take it and what's wrong with maybe doing a comparable living you know set them up with comparable living arrangements because that's because that's that's effort there you go that's too much effort you know, it's just right. easier to walk up and you know slide them a piece of paper and say you sign on it or you get the hell out. Sign it or you get no money. You're yeah. homeless. It's it's personally I've never run anything like that, but you know I know it happens and it 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 bothers me. Your best bet would be on something like that is if a private industry was coming yeah, through. That's yeah, they give you the yeah. Money. They're like, hey, yeah, I know you're only it's only worth you know 150 thousand. I'm gonna give you four. Because I've seen like. Um, Coal mines have to buy houses for way more than they were yeah. worth, and I've seen airports have to buy well, houses yeah, well, for way more than they're private. worth. Yeah, they're and privately they, they owned. They can yeah. do the eminent domain thing like the government can. Yeah. So the government can be like, hey, this is our land now. Uh, you're going to have to go. Yeah. Which is garbage. Well, guys, we've got 55 minutes in. Any so other more questions we can fill in? What I was going to do was talk about the giveaway. Okay. You're doing it on your channel, right? Yeah, I'll do like a, I can do a short. All right, and what you could do is uh, you could set it up to where you enter names in for your shares, yeah. and we're going to put names in for the people that share us, and then we'll put them all together, and on Wednesday the 26th, we're going to do a drawing for two Fright Night tickets for the 29th of October. I think she purchased them for 8 o'clock, but yeah. uh, I talked to Big John, and he said that if time's an issue that we can work with that and the way it's going to work is like and share the podcast i'm going to put a post up on facebook like and share that post and you'll be entered in to win fright night tickets and come and come come on youtube and subscribe to uh you know for horse sake for horse yeah. sake <laughs> i guess that's our podcast thanks for listening if you listened